to episode six, Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. I'm Jenna. Wait, what? Hold on. We're not some creepy... Thruple. We're a thruple. Two wife. <laughs> <laughs> we have news. We could be on HGTV. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no. Yeah, new Christian thruple. That'd be awkward. Uh, Jenna, we have you here because we thought it would be a good idea. And then Molly tells us tonight that she's got an idea of what we're going to talk about, but she hasn't told us. So so keep that in mind as we move along here. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, Jenna is, well, you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what makes you special, and why we'd have you on the show. Because th- that'll be what interesting. You, tell us content. what you thought you were going to come talk about. So originally, I listened to the first podcast, and I was like, let's talk about, uh, because I'm a single mama of two kiddos, um, I and I have a very, uh, I, I'm just not, I guess, typical. I work in politics, which is highly male-dominated, um, and... And I'm single mom in it, and I and I have my kids in Christian school, so like we're in all sorts of weird circles that you typically don't fit into, and so I have unique circumstances that come with that. All most all of my friends are married couples, um, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about all the crazy things that go on for me as a single woman in, in <laughs> that circle with married friends that would be a good show is that what we're talking about molly yes we, what was last friday we we're gonna last talk friday about... was sex <laughs> no 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 hey, that, let's yeah, have the single mom on about sex. <laughs> that, that, was, that was our last episode last that's the friday. end that's the last end, friday folks. was valentine's day oh, oh we're gonna make this a valentine's day episode <laughs> oh boy <laughs> okay here's i'll i'll lay out molly there. produces okay. the show so i'm just gonna lay out there like all the things on my brain and you guys can react okay Okay. so the first thing on my brain about valentine's day besides the fact that oh my goodness we have two girls we have three girls but two of them just love everything about valentine's day like i mean hearts and we did little bags with things that we loved about each other and lily spent like hours writing things on hearts and she actually used old business cards that we had and I told her later like the amount of engineering going on in her brain she just freehanded cutting these business cards into cubes like she and then taped them together into gift boxes and then she put something for each of her siblings in the box and then tied it shut well, and Titus's it's so creative Titus's she actually colored the entire thing green. Like these are old business cards of JR's and mine from like a decade ago. She colored it green and then she drew circles on the top like a Lego. So his was a Lego Valentine surprise box. So anyway, I mean she just oh, she just thoughtful. like yeah. effuses the love. So I have to do something for them for Valentine's Day. So I bought like a couple of things of candy. Literally Titus got some drumsticks and the girls got some nail polish. Like, we're not an all-out... My mom is much more generous and I would always have, you know, big things and... um, But, um... But... Can I let the world know for a second that we... This is a stretch for Molly and I with the kids. Because we don't even give each other Valentine's gifts. We're the least... uh, We're the least sentimental people you'll probably ever meet. We don't really like to be told, like, you have to go on no. a Valentine's date. 
or even an anniversary date. <laughs> I think no. this is such a great episode to have me on because like, I'm single. <laughs> you don't go on dates. <laughs> Valentine's Day for me was very different. <laughs> did you do anything for your kids or did your kids mm-hmm. do anything for you? Yeah, I do Valentine's. Well, so my son wasn't even home all week. He was in Yellowstone uh, with his class. So he's in the backwoods. I got you know, campfire smelly boy who hadn't showered in a week <laughs> coming out of the woods. <laughs> um, and he came home Valentine's night and I had a little, a bag for him and it was like a basket. I got, I got him a Kobe Bryant, um, magazine, uh, full of all sorts of cool pictures and, um, and then some candy and my daughter, I got some girly stuff and candy and, um, you know, stuff I know she likes like nails stuff. And, um, so I do that. But the rest of it was, like, campaign-oriented Valentine work. It was so lame. I mean, and I woke up going, If you love me, you'll vote for me. (laughs) It was, yeah, it it wasn't quite like that. But, yeah, we tried to make hay out of Valentine's Day on the campaign trail. So, like, that was my gear. Uh, I wasn't thinking... I mean, I even forgot it was Valentine's Day until, like, halfway through the day. I'm like, oh, crud, I got to get the kids something so that when Boaz gets home tonight, we have I have everything ready. Yeah, so it wasn't such a a big deal. And it was more meaningful when my kids were your kids' age. Now they're, like, teenagers, and they're, did you get me anything? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I so. mean, our kids are still like that. Do you know what my friends got for Valentine's Day? And see, that's where I get so frustrated but it's just at a the big commercialization. Because yeah. even like for at our kids, Titus and Lily were hyper aware of what of the big things that their parents did. Like, well, I wish I'd gotten flowers for Valentine's. You got a bag full of candy and love notes all week. Well, my this friend of mine got a set of binoculars. Well, you got drumsticks that I almost took away from you. Like, and and it just like they're. The celebration of it, and this is where, like, I think, I think I get the most frustrated with Valentine's Day. The celebration of it is a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Like, what somebody is doing for you doesn't necessarily say anything about the quality of their love for you or the quality of the relationship that you have. Like, this was, I actually had sort of, I wouldn't say PTSD sort of moments, but... I saw a couple of posts about Cheetos daughters of friends and I'm old enough that I have friends whose daughters are in high school who were doing the singing telegrams and I never wanted one of those in high school but I always felt left out that mm-hmm. I didn't get one and same thing I mean all the way growing up like there's always some sort of like you can get a mom a senior it was a mom at homecoming and like every occasion for doing something and then in college I'm in a sorority and so we've got all the things that you know people send you things and you know it's it 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 ultimately to me what it boils down to is a status symbol and well, how much and, of it was a status symbol versus how much you wanted to actually be recognized and known by somebody else I guess it depends on who you are. For me, it would have been a status symbol. Okay. Like, it wouldn't have necessarily... Because I don't necessarily gravitate... I mean, I had the same boyfriend for three years in college, and he was not the send you a singing telegram or send you a can of Orange Crush sort of guy. And I didn't want him to be that sort of guy, and I don't want you to be that sort of husband. Like, if you were to send me flowers... 
they'd probably have lilies and I would have to send them away because we have a cat. That might have happened today. Only they were hand-me-down flowers from my mom because she left town. <laughs> and literally like two days ago. No, if I bought you flowers, you'd get really cranky with me. Probably because you would have spent so much money on them. See, there we go. Now, see, I'm the opposite though. So for me, it was a desire that people recognize me and want to love me. That was my, that was my. If family. they had sent you Valentine's yeah, if, Day. like somebody sent me Valentine's Day. And this doesn't count the, the, this one time, this one time I was at Bible school, I was at Word of Life Bible school. Bible Institute in New York. And they sent you all no. flowers that said God loves you. No, it's even better. I started getting stalker notes in my student mailbox. And they were excerpts from the Song of Solomon. You know, the ones about pillars and breasts and cedars of Lebanon. <laughs> she was saying tales. that about herself? Next, no, Next about like me. A giraffe. She and... wanted me to treat her that way. But she wouldn't sign who it was. It was creepy that is so as creepy. all get out. Did At you a Bible see the Babylon no Bee did like like the conversation <laughs> cards so funny. with um, with Song of Solomon? Oh, I didn't see that. that. They, are, they, they do some good you, stuff. You are breasts. Your breasts equal fawns. <laughs> <laughs> they do funny stuff. Fawns of a gazelle. Jenna, what was it for you? So, so I actually had a conversation with my daughter about flowers because I said, "Would you like?" flowers for valentine's day if i sent you flowers at school because i you know this is a whole new era of high school and i'm not sure what's she's trying to make her way and i know it's been really hard she's a freshman she's a freshman it's her first year in public school really you know figuring out friendships and i didn't want to embarrass her and i didn't want to so i wanted to be thoughtful of her and i said would flowers be embarrassing and she goes Yes. And so I was like, oh, that's really sad. Like, I can't even, I have to keep it very low um, key, which is totally fine. Um, I just, I, I wanted just to, I wanted to bless her. put a sticky note in your underwear. Can I just put a sticky note in your underwear? Every time you open a book, a sticky note falls out. Yeah, she, no. Yeah, that's creepy. That's back to the creepy. But yeah, so Probably that. over here in this corner. So it's very toned down. Like a few years ago, I loved the wake up in the morning and have the heart pancakes and it was all fun. Now it's just... How did you make your heart pancakes? Did you have a cutout for them? I do. Yeah. I have the cookie maker. Can we... Cookie can cutters. We, oh. Do you have do you, one we can have? I have Because we actually talked about this. I have we, a bunch of them. I have... I have... All, <laughs> I have crazy stuff. My mom actually got me the... What's the Christmas story? I have... The lamp? lamp. I have the lamp. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I have tons of cookie cutter. But I. This is your I, mom. She sounds rad. She used to yeah get me aprons and um, cookies like baking stuff for Valentine's Day stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, um, that was kind of our thing. I collect aprons. I don't know if you guys knew. You guys collect aprons. I do. I do. Where and do you put them? How many aprons do you have? Like, do you have a special storage closet? I probably display have... case. No, I don't Coat display rack? them. I just kind of, I well, maybe I'm a hoarder. Maybe that's it. I hoard aprons because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so much better to say collection. <laughs> yeah, I have a collection. <laughs> you know, but now your mom has passed away, right? Right. So, so now they're probably all they're meaningful. extra special. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, anyways, that was part of that whole thing. I Call got... it a vault, mm-hmm. an apron vault. I, I might. I have you probably have a vault of aprons. Let's see. I probably have, I don't know, 30. And then so other women that I'm close to that are older have also like known that about me. Um, ladies we go to church with and stuff. And so they'll get me aprons too. So it's sweet. It's that just I'm really. I'm going to buy you an apron. It's really. And then. I'm going to buy you. I think that's you can That's sitting in onto the creepy. <laughs> <laughs> JR's sending me aprons. Happy Valentine's Day. Here's I your. I think 
Here's your so scripture. So I'm working on trying to do this. <laughs> you put scripture on it. Song of Solomon. <laughs> no, I'm just going to put one with your like... Your neck looks right like a here giraffe. Where, right here where it's over the chest, it's just going to say gazelles. And then it's going to work. We're going to work you through that. You bake like a... You, the letter you, bake like a... Like a... <laughs> and, then, and then like what? Cedar trunks pointing down to your legs or something <laughs> Oh like my that. gosh. Okay, that's um, not a, That apron goes in a different No, I actually room. think I actually think we could get a too busy to flush apron. Because I think we can oh. print we can print our logo on aprons with this print guess. on. I'm experimenting with print on demand stores and like swag and stuff, and I think we can do aprons. We should probably move away from the toilet theme for the kitchen. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's find a kitchen. And the gazelle <laughs> a kitchen things quotes. on the aprons. If we... Gazelles. So so actually Twin when I fawns of a gazelle, when I, I got a job phrase. with Senator Danes, I my friend one of my friends sent me an apron that said a woman's place is in the House and Senate. So that's oh. one of so that's oh that's of, kind of clever. That's yeah, that's clever. yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, progressive. Where were we before we got before I derailed the Valen- sideshow? We're talking about Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. yeah, you were gonna tell me what Valentine's Day meant to you though. Was it a status <laughs> thing or was it a? Uh, I don't. I don't. Nothing. Like to or is it like a traumatic or? No, it's not. It's any nothing. of it. Like I don't. I don't know. See, I don't feel deeply tied or emotionally scarred either i just feel like i feel like it's in a lot of ways like christmas um but except for christmas actually has a deep meaning but it's so commercialized you're just like blah you know i feel Mm -hmm. that way about valentine's day it wasn't like sad for me i was like i actually think it's stupid i saw a meme um on instagram and i think it must have been saint valentine I, i don't know but it said, so I got gutted and deboweled and martyred and you buy yourself chocolates in celebration of me. And it's like, are you trying to juke me right now? Like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I, it's just, it's a silly holiday to that me. That is the legend of St. Valentine, right? You know that, right? Do you no. know the story of him? No, I never so paid attention because I don't like Valentine's so, Day. So, like, so yeah. the Roman government, right when they like ex- reached the farthest expanse some history buff's going to totally rebuke me on this. They expanded their empire as far as it was going to get. And they had all these soldiers who hated being deployed for years at a time. Because it's not like you fly over for your deployment. You walk all the way across Europe. And then you live there managing all of these hostile peoples, right? And they had families back home where they wanted to go home and start a family. So they outlawed marriage. Soldiers couldn't get married because then the soldiers wouldn't be cranky and wanting to go home or start a family or whatever. And so, so Valentine was... So a, they'll just rape and pillage the villagers. Right? Hey. Well, at least it keeps them there. <laughs> and it keeps the villagers under control. So the, the Valentine was a priest who, who basically disobeyed this law and was like, I'm going to marry people. So he would secretly marry mm. people. And he eventually got caught and was executed for disobeying this law. So he died for people. love. He died for marriage. Oh, he love was, is love. We're no, not it's not love is love. <laughs> he died. He died because he believed that it was important to maintain the integrity of the family structure. Um, and he thought that people being married was that important. So buying our kids gifts is actually kind of more in line with traditional Valentine than chocolate bunnies. Or stalker love notes. Stalker love notes from the Song mm-hmm. of Solomon. Yeah. Yeah, that's really creepy. Yeah, I just don't like the commercialization of everything. Like you feel guilty 
you feel like if you don't buy your kids something, they're going to feel left out because every other they kid... do. And they do. I mean, my kids were homeschooled and they still felt left out. <laughs> and they still learned about some kids who got stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I do. I, so I did little stuff, but I have no real emotional connection. I think it's super lame. Now, if I were dating someone, I would probably be bad oh. if they were <laughs> But, like, I don't feel sad that, you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And it. You know, I so I dated. I had my high school boyfriend for eight years. We dated, and um, he used to do stuff like he'd buy me a candy bar and wrap it in the newspaper <laughs> ads, and I and he'd make funny bows, and I loved it. I it was like super, but it was just thoughtful. Yeah, you know, and that meant more to me than some expensive gift or anything. So. Molly has a horrible date story. You want to share that it one? It wasn't a date. It was a being asked down on a date. It was an attempt. It was an attempt. No, I don't really feel like sharing it. Darn it, because it's fantastic. It involves flowers and a ride home and Bob Dylan. It is. More creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, creepy, traumatic. More traumatic than creepy than anything. Um, So I read um, a couple of, you know, I'm on Facebook, and um, there's this story about this teacher who every Valentine's Day, like the day before, she tells the kids, we're not, she's a high school teacher, we're not doing this... You know, we're not doing a regular curriculum. What we're going to do is um, we're going to decorate boxes and we're going to write something nice about everybody in the class and put it in your box. And she be- she did this because she starts this article because way back when she was, I don't know, like second or third grade, she had a crush on the popular boy in class. And he did something really mean to her on Valentine's Day that kind of scarred her and made her a laughing stock. And so she's trying to flip that on its head and say, e- even if you've only talked to the person who sits next to you once, find something nice to say about them. And give them something nice, too. And she's like, I have students come back to me 10 years later and say that was the most meaningful thing that happened to them in high school. And she doesn't ask them to do it for her, but a lot of them do. Just because they're so appreciative of her making them stop and do something thoughtful and kind for other people. And so the whole point was, you know, let's cultivate a culture like this. And then I'm contrasting that in my mind to another article that I read, which is from an outlet that I normally respect, but this one was griping about, maybe she has like five elementary age kids or something, the compulsory nature of classroom valentines. And she's like, nothing says love, like go buy a box, you know, of $3 valentines and everybody has to write one for everybody else. And she's griping about this. And I was like, I see your point, but... Would you rather they pick and choose who they're going to give the Valentines to? Because we can't get away from Valentine celebrations in schools, right? For the most part. We're stuck with this as part of our current culture. Would you rather have one kid who doesn't get anything in their box? Or would you rather have it be equalized? No, but I get the complaint because you feel like, oh my goodness, I have to buy... Now I have to get cupcakes for the class party, and then I have to get, and, you know, there's one for Christmas, there's one for Valentine. Like, at some point, it just starts to feel like, a, it doesn't feel it's like... such a burden. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't know if burden is even the right word. It just feels like it just takes the meaning away. It's like the participation trophy, right? Like, I can see if I give my close friends 
something like um, special. But when you have to go buy something for everybody in your class of whatever, 35, you know, third graders, because you don't want anybody to feel left out. Like, it's like, well, why are, you know, let's just do something fun, interactive, or, I mean, I feel like there is ways the school could manage it. And I don't want to poo-poo Valentine. I'm just saying, like, I get the complaint. Because as a parent, when you're constantly expected, okay, now we're having a party for this, and, you know, now everybody needs treats for, oh, and then you gotta, then somebody has a birthday, you know, at some point it's like, the whole class isn't our best friends, you know? So I don't know what the, you know, happy medium is, but I can see the, I can see the complaint because I feel that way sometimes too. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I got to have, we have a party for this or that. And Why is it the teacher's responsibility to buy everything? Not, not the teacher, just the parents. So, yeah, so it, 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 you homeschooled your whole life. You don't know these things. Yeah, no. Um, if you were the one kid coming to class and it, everybody else brought valentines because they're having a party so everybody in my elementary school days everybody comes with a box some sort you know paper bag that you've decorated box that you've decorated everybody else comes with we never bought the commercial ones we always made our own i think if we were doing that in our day and age now it would be because i'm cheap and lazy and i don't want to go to the store and deal with my kids being like i want paw patrol ones but Back then, like, I have a very clear memory of doing, like, watercolor hearts on a card for every single kid in my class. And you write your name on it and, you know, to so-and-so from Molly. And then you go around the room and you put that with, like, you know, maybe a piece of candy in each, in everybody's box. So then you open it and everybody has 24 Valentines in their box. And so everybody has to, if you're going to put one in somebody's box, you put one in everybody's box. And you can write different stuff on it because then it, you know. Participation. Exactly. There's some poor kid who nobody likes who doesn't get any ear. This is the same. This is, I'm seeing a lot of parallels these days to corporate America and public education. Okay. So take this for instance. If you throw a party, you're at an office, you're obligated to bring something. Bringing your Valentine's box to a class party, that's training you for life in corporate America. All the class photos. And I, I'm going to be careful because I know you do real estate. But all that does is prep you to have, like, class photos when you're 50 on billboards. And we didn't even talk about Bus that, benches <laughs> and everything else. I had a, guy, I had a friend. Are you, talking about, are you talking about my real estate picture that was on the friend, bench in front of the church? For, <laughs> yours was actually okay, but I'm just, I kind of laugh at these going, these yeah, just look elementary, like 50-year-old people trying to be, like, they're back in school again. Elementary like, uh, it's just, school, it's prep, it's just preparatory public for, school pictures from the 1980s were not training for real estate pictures. You still had to sit for a photo. What's the point of the photos? Why did why did they even start class year? Because the photos are for mom. I want to remember and for relatives. I want to remember every yeah, and you send all your cousins a little Because back size. in the day we didn't have a And they use pictures. it later on you on Instagram. Hey, look at how ugly he was. <laughs> Actually, back in the day it was a really big deal. Like it was a huge you, you deal. gave certain friends your picture and well, I do remember that because we'd have like I'd have a set. We'd print. <laughs> it was always the church that would print them. Dear we'd sister, the, <laughs> dear sister, wife. Uh, I want to let you know. Uh, no, we'd always we'd, we'd always get printed out like a certain. You'd have like, well, let's do let's do four eight by tens mm-hmm. and three five by sevens. So grandpa and, and grandma, twenty four wallet sized photos, and then you had who are you going to give these to? And you always tried to pick the cutest girl, or at least I did, hmm. much to my chagrin. 
now that I'm 40. Mm-hmm. See, they had value. But now, I, I don't I don't know if I quite tra- translate it that far because I think it is fun to see. I go too far with most things <laughs> in life. We do know that. But I actually had my kids, I'm painting, so I had all the kids' pictures lined out from... And it's really fun to look at, like, how they've changed over the years. And so I actually like that part of it. But what I think is funny in the real estate world is people's pictures, mine included, because mine's from, like, five years ago and it's totally outdated. But you get people who are literally, you know, 50 and they took their picture when they were 35 and you're like, you do not look like I might have had I might have had a a nonprofit CEO who rocked a 25-year-old-plus photo for everything he did. Yeah. He was way more wrinkly, way older, but no, he looked good in that one. <laughs> well, it's an Instagram world now, so I suppose it's acceptable. And well, I just, so you I can't filtered really get, you can't get it. I filtered it. You <laughs> can't really get away with that in, in Instagram world anymore because, no. you know, in order, unless you don't post selfies. I don't typically post selfies. Or unless you have like a bunny nose and whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. and or you wear the skull bandana around the lower part of your face. Uh, or the beard guy. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not very... You're not going to do that for your professional stuff. I would. You do. But the I don't beard do anything anyway. normal. So. Right. Yeah. You are the beard guy. They took your beard for the beard guy. He got cornered by a guy on our way out of the Red Lodge Ski Patrol Gala, who was I I don't I don't even know what he was effusing about the short guy with the white beard and the like longer goatee-ish. I have, I was drinking skinny. a lot that night, so I have vague memories yeah, of this. I think he really liked your mustache. He did really like my mustache, yeah. I think I made it, I, I remember telling him that my plan was in the spring, because Molly won't let me do just pork chops, you know, where you shave just the goatee part, and then you leave everything else, the rest of the beard. I love it, she hates it. So what I was going to do is basically shave everything except the mustache, and have this big old sweeping handlebar mustache. Uh, are you going to go do the competitions? No, no, no! I don't have that kind of dedication. Like already, but you'll rock it. A lot of dedication to that. I'll rock it because I can. It's weird how many people randomly compliment him on his facial hair. It's always Boaz loves your beard. It's always my son has commented on your beard. That's so funny. He's an epic beard. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I like my epic beard. Okay, so Jenna, what did you think that you were coming here to talk about? So I thought. Well, we had talked about the single person with married friends thing, so I thought we would. Um, I, I think how's that re- working out for you? I think it'd be interesting too with like married people's perspective on what the challenges. You know what I mean? Because there's you know mm-hmm. it's, um, dynamics. I feel like you're a charity case. I I feel like you need to <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I feel guilty all the time. Is that like, why I you, gotta go? Is that why you guys fed Jenna. me? <laughs> Bring your food. Yeah. We went we went way out of our way to have I gotta a fancy go, dinner for you. I gotta Thank go fix you. your furnace. Oh wait, I sold her the house, so I'm the only one who knows about the furnace. Okay, I'll go do that anyway. No, I'm kidding. I don't that's not No, I only call I you for the audio stuff because I really although it's a cool setup. Actually Is it even working? In I was stuff? so proud of myself because I changed I ordered the projector light online. I got the right one. I changed it all out. Got it back up there. I fixed it all. So for those of you who don't know, and there's probably all of you, we sold Jenna our old house. Well, we didn't actually sell it to her. 
she couldn't sell it for us, so she bought it. And maybe that's being a little not quite as charitable. She actually fell in love with the house and said, I want to buy this house. And you um, were pushy. You were like, there was, this there is was the perfect house for you. He was, was actually the realtor. He was the takeover. <laughs> it was kind of a hijack realtor deal. It and was the perfect house for you. It had the it, right amount of bedrooms. It seriously is. It was yeah. a great size. Great it was wonderful for entertainment. My kids love the basement. They took over the basement. And so we had this... Theater. 126 inch you're looking at me like i would know projector uh projection home theater in the basement that we put in so molly and i did that when we were engaged i helped your dad um finish the basement down there it was pretty sweet and then um so i had you know it's i'm excited that your family oh we love it the kids really love it they're down there it's pretty rad all the time yep yep so molly actually has a lot of perspectives on single folks or at least well I just think it's interesting and there's more and more of like you know divorce is very common um and and yet I run in a lot of married people circles and um and so there's all I get all sorts of interesting things and I'm sure from the married side there's all sorts of interesting challenges and and kind of a mixed bag of blessings too um I mean my favorite people that I spend time with are married couples. I just... I honestly didn't... It's not that you're not married and we are. It's your kids are so much older than ours. I'm like, oh, she didn't have to get a babysitter to come over here? Like, that's where I'm like the disconnect with you right now. It's like, like, you're not right I don't even home. know your <laughs> world. Like, your world is so not... different from mine. Like, you ordered pizza and left. I know. And you didn't leave somebody... Freedom. It is weirder... It is weirder and more disjointing for her to have kids as old as yours than that to be married. Of, yeah. Is that what you want to talk about? <laughs> How I got like? there? What's it like, What's it like in your world? What's it like to be free without children? What's that song? Freedom. I can be part of your world. Oh, I'll funny. be there in You can come shadow ten for a day. Year, ten it's... years or so. I honestly don't want to shadow. You're too busy. I'm too busy. I'm no, too, busy. too busy. Oh, yeah, you are way You'd more busy You'd be like, this is not that fun. No, it just involves Never. leaving my house. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to shadow your world. It's, it's more more kids. You know, I don't care how old they are. It's more kids. Well, no, Ma, it is interesting that you bring that up. We do have, we have had something of a desire to reach out to more of the single folks in our world, mainly because there's so many of them. Yeah. And for a while there, it got to the point where we weren't even like organizing anything. They would just show up at our house. Please take um, us. And they still, they still come. Like, we still yeah. have, I mean, that's, yeah. we still have one of the greatest men in the world, Sam, who comes and drives in from two hours away on Saturday nights, parks his camper. He's got a pickup camper in our driveway. And then he comes in and we drink whiskey and hang out. And I love that. He's like 60 He's seven. He's seven. He's in his seventies. He's in his seventies. He's single. You know, it's like it's like that's uh, cool. So there is we'll people, people who are a little more different than me from your world. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we got the ones. There's a reason those people are still single. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out why you're single, but I haven't quite come to that figure that out yet. Do you know what? It's hard when you have children because, um, that first of all, statistics are not favorable for remarriage, and you want to protect for the safety of your kids. For the safety of your mm. kids. Um, yeah, and there's a whole episode on that, um, which you is... just Google mother's boyfriend. Well, somebody's and just... And let that fill in, let Google there autofill, was just a... and it's all... Have you ever done this or heard this? No. You just Google mother's boyfriend, and every news article that comes up is 
some sort of he's he's victimized the kids. No, a twelve year old kid was just killed by a mother's. Boyfriend. That was yeah, his mother's grandparents. Friend. That was a little bit different. It was a boyfriend or a step or a, step. Yeah. Step yeah, like it's it's, and then you look at the culture today. So like, there's the whole hookup culture thing. It's dating is so complicated that it's almost just easier to avoid it. Focus on raising your children. Like it's not that I want to be single, but, but with they're your top priority right with, now. Yeah, and they and they don't. I I feel like it would be a horrible. Now, if they were younger, it'd probably be an easier transition into like a remarriage situation but at their ages i just feel like there's no winning for them in that scenario like and they would love that honestly they talk about it they and i'm like you have no idea what i'm keeping us from (laughs) like just trust me on this kids you know but but um so they desire a man around they do and I just remind them we've been super blessed with amazing people in our life. Um, from day one of my kids being born, we have great families, guys that take my kids hunting and, and shooting and do, you know, stuff that a dad would do with them. It's not the same dynamic, of course, but it's still, I, I've tried to teach them to be thankful for how God's provided in, even though they have that void. Um, but it's, to me, it's, it's almost gosh, dangerous. And I like have a real life dangerous story. Um, I'm not sure how excited I'd be to share it, but I I did have a relationship and I am so thankful that through a series of events, I just did not feel comfortable about something. And this person ended up getting put away for a long time. Hmm. Um, Not anything violent crime, but white collar crime. And and I'm just like that to me that was scary to think about um I was so thankful that I was protected in that scenario but it made me like have a little huddle over my children I'm Mm. just like you know I just don't I don't want the relational drama Uh, it's hard enough raising children to be Mm -hmm. healthy well-rounded people and survive junior high and high school so and you have to bring your a-game to helping them yeah and not be distracted and I got a lot of respect for you. It's hard enough for the two of us to wrangle children, much less be solo. When we moved into our house, our next door neighbor had been widowed shortly after her fourth child was born. (laughs) And she, like, we move in and one of my first conversations with her is, I'm getting married a month because my fourth child just moved out of the house. And I told them and I told myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't remarry until I was done raising them. And she... She found the right person and she got remarried like like that. But I think she put him off for a long, long time because of that commitment. Yeah. So, so that's a good point. And I wouldn't... Like, there's such a... There's chemistry. There's trust in just the well-balance of that person yeah. and where they're at. Uh, spiritually, psych... You know, a lot of people at this stage in the game, if they're single, they're divorced. Okay, so mm-hmm. what is that? Have they, like, taken the time mm-hmm. to like be okay with being alone or are you completely just the rebound yeah you know are they are they healthy molly was the rebound was she <laughs> you did good you did good on the rebound I, so. <laughs> I went for a slam dunk on that bad one right, right back into hoop but so i think you know the right person and there's just a lot that goes into that it's not that i wouldn't but i would just have to be super comfortable that um my kids would be 
that has to be your top priority. I just feel like there's, they get one shot at growing up and it sets the trajectory for their whole life. And so I just have no interest in messing that up. I just take it seriously. I love being a mom. You're so. a good mom. Thank mm-hmm. you. I like it. Yeah, the story. I'm glad I have them. Upstairs. I tell them I'm keeping them. Okay. <laughs> Do you still call them your waffles? Sometimes they get annoyed though. Do so they? where did that come about? I just thought they smelled like waffles. Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. There's a new. There's a fiction book that I just started that I'll probably read aloud to my kids. It's called Adventures with Waffles. Oh. And it's they're they're set it's set in the Netherlands and so the grandma makes waffles for them, um and around several occasions. But um I saw the book and thought of you. <laughs> but don't you think you know when kids are little like your kids age and they have pancakes on Saturday and there's just like that kid smell I don't know the pancake syrup stays in their hair for yeah. three days that's probably what it is but yeah yeah I just um what's just funny about it though is I have people I have friends from all spectrums who'll be like, well, how are the waffles? You know, so it's funny. My friends call them the waffles. Our, our one year old does typically does not smell like a waffle. No, she has another smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that too. She smells like cheese when she doesn't smell like poop. Stinky cheese. No more Gouda. I like Gouda. Smoked Gouda. Oh, so good. She does actually have really bad smelling feet for a one year old. It's oh my gosh. So the teenage years are there's, they weren't, they're not joking when they tell you something happens chemically and they become really stinky people. (laughs) That's a real thing that I'm like, we candles and, um, foot powder for the shoes and plugins. I'm like, what happened in the basement? We just asked our son to start putting deodorant on and he's only nine. Yeah. But part of that was we also needed to up. He works out with with between judo and climbing and stuff. He works out almost every day of the week in some capacity. And I'm not super diligent about showers, and so I was like, "You got to you got to up your shower game, buddy." Um, and if you don't want to do that, here's this deodorant. That's how you get him yeah. into the deodorant. Good trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He actually he shower or deodorant. He kind of resisted it, but it was more of a like the girls were like. <laughs> laughing at him um and he's fine with it now like the other day where did they go oh they spent the night at my parents house and i was like smell worse than i was like jr couldn't find his deodorant Mm -hmm. i was like just use titus's just use the one i just bought for titus and i couldn't find it and he had packed it in his overnight bag to my parents so he's like he's totally on board now it's kind of cute i'm trying to get him to start shaving but then he just is like he's not he's not but he did he put product in his hair today finally so we went through this really funny... Do you remember Boaz's hair? I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, sixth grade. It was a whole morning production of wetting it and blow-drying it upside down. And then... and then. Yeah, my sixth grade year was the same way, I think. And then seventh grade year, he totally was done with it and went... Now he just buzz cuts it. But it's it was... It's a lot of work. It is. When well, you have he hair. Really, I mean, you women yeah. obviously know how much work hair is. I... But, I, I was surprised, was though, fifth or for sixth a boy. grade when I, like, a switch flipped, and you can follow my school pictures. <laughs> she started. It's like, like, the flat cut bangs and long flat hair, and then there's a school picture where I'm... It's wearing... the claw. You yes, had the claw. I had the claw. I wasn't very good at it, though, because I think I was still learning it during school pictures. I was also wearing a bright pink collared shirt, like a button-up shirt, with a turtleneck under it. And like maybe earrings. I love that. Look. Like long earrings, and then like the look. claw hair, and like a big, like a scrunchie, a big scrunchie, like 
in the With like the big the hoop top ponytail. I don't think I did the big hoops. I'm gonna have to pull it out. I don't even know if I anyway. Um, like there's this, and then I'm like back to like. I actually heard big hoops equated with uh, prostitutes growing up. That's because you're gonna come off really weird. Yeah. People like they take all of they take all of the comments I've made about my growing up. Super cut of your. What in the world? Your parents are probably like shaking their heads. Harlots had big hoopy earrings. I actually harlots also wore anything but a denim jumper in your world. So there's that. And I think only the homeschool kids called them harlots (laughs) (laughs) as they were reading the song, the the book of Proverbs, to learn what Lady Wisdom wanted them to do. We had to find our wife. You're driving down Montana Avenue. Mom, are those the harlots? Mom, do I look? It's Harlow Town. Is Is that that where they come from? I thought the harlots. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Harlot. Nice to see you again. I like your daughter, but I hear she's an arranged marriage. I heard she's a harlot. I heard she's a harlot. That's horrible. Okay. Oh, that's a running joke. Jenna, closing, closing, closing argument. Do you have any closing comments that you want our friends and listeners out there to know about how to love well these single mothers Mm. and fathers in our churches and our midst in other ways love well well I think as a single mom you it's a very sacrificial thing um and I think it's sometimes easier with our children because we just, you know, we have a special love for them. But I think it's a good picture of loving well. Um, it's a lot easier to do something for your kids than it is your spouse, right? Like, it seems like it's easier to pick up your kids' dirty socks than your spouse. And, and in some ways, rightfully so. Um, but I think, I think that um, we could translate that a little bit better. Um, you know, it's it's sacrificial and we... We epically fail at that. I just feel like kids give us such a great, um, I mean, in God's design, it, we do it so naturally for our children that we don't do for other adults, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I guess as a single person, do you have a, a do I have an input on loving well? Um, you know, I, I think it's sacrificial no matter what your status is. Um, I think that you have to be willing to uh, let go and of your expectations on people and really try to learn where they're at and not, um, and not, you know, even in marriages. And I, and I talk about this with my kids that there's, because they look at us and they see in our circles that we're different. And I said, there's so many broken marriages. You don't understand, you know, people in general are broken. And I think, Walking with people, whether they're married, single, and just doing it in a way where you connect with them, um, and especially like the whole single dynamic, those people really do need it. They need connection. Um, I think it's cool that you guys have single people that um, on our show sleep in your driveway, <laughs> like in a protected like, enclosure. But yes, they do. Sleep in driveway. No, but our driveway but, is open to all single people. <laughs> Please make yourself at home. BYO. <laughs> BYOC. P-E. Camper. Bring your, bring your own protected camper. environment. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, um, <laughs> you were going to go somewhere. You shouldn't with that. Um, Leave it alone. Yeah. Stop. 
um, I don't know. I, I just think that, um, but, but, you know, married people struggle with that too. And I've learned that as a single person, I get wives who talk to me that, you know, that struggle with the connection mm-hmm. we, we all do. And I just think taking the time to do that is, especially in like our social media culture, our, our Instagram, our Facebook, it's not the connections we need. And we kind of go to it. I know I do, especially because I'm, you know, when my kids go to bed, I'm not sitting there talking to somebody. Unless We're not I, either. Well, I leave, yeah. actually. <laughs> I come over here, go to, you know, go up the road to the neighbors. But um, because we desire that, you know, but I think we're married, wired to need it, too. Yeah. And I think married people struggle with it like single people do. Um, yeah, there's somebody there. But a lot of times married people don't feel connected. You know, I mean... You, you look at the struggles in mm-hmm. extramarital affairs and stuff like that. That happens out of not feeling connected, mm-hmm. you know. And, or kids get in the way. And the desire to that. Or jobs, you know, for for men a lot of times it's um, their profession. They pursue their profession and it becomes everything. And, and, and people get disjointed. You know, the connection isn't there with their spouse and somebody else is there. So I just think those connections are super important. And I think it's a great way to love each other. That's my Valentine takeaway. <laughs> Go connect and love each other. After I get some sleep. Oh. I don't have anything else to say. Nothing? I was waiting for you to add something. Nope. No? Okay, well, we're at, yeah, it's time to end the show. So if you like us, subscribe, share us with your friends, tell everybody you know about us, leave us a review. I still have a desire to get on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, but I don't know how that happens. So I think just we need a lot of love. Speaking of We Valentine's need a lot of love Day, and connections. They need connections. We do. Guys, just love us. <laughs> connect with us. We need you. Connect us with us. If this feels people. like a, a cheap advertisement, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's no money's being thrown at this thing. Um, yes, you can follow us at toobusytoflush.com or TB the number 2f.com tb2f.com and of course you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform that said jenna thank you for coming thanks for having me that was fun do you want to come again yeah i I still want to talk about the married single thing like i think i want to hear it from a from married people what the all the dynamics that go into it Hmm. You might be overthinking or thinking too highly. You might be oh, I'm not, because I have gotten earfuls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, would be well, an interesting show. Yeah, from, you know, because people, people, married people talk to people who think they, I probably because my situation is more obviously out there. They feel like comfortable talking, you know, to me about all their struggles. But I thought married people would have their struggles with it. Maybe not. I want to talk to you about raising your children by yourself. So I think you could be beneficial help. Given everything you've mentioned that your kids have told you randomly, it's like parents love that stuff and you've succeeded by being solo. So maybe maybe we don't need dads and husbands in the picture. Not true. That's a self-deprecating joke. And it felt flat, just flat as a pancake. Done. Not funny. Okay, I'm out. Not a heart pancake. No, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> that was not a heart I'm pancake. I'm not a ham pancake. That was a <laughs> That was a broken <laughs> Christmas story that was, broken that was, heart that was, that was the, <laughs> yeah, the cookie the, the cookie my mom one time made and my dad was like, Oh nice cookies and my mom was like, No, those were biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yep. I can see that. Yep. I can see that most analogy. Of my, most of my jokes. Too busy to flush.com. Go follow us and like us. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Hilarious.